Welcome to the third season of Better News, a series of special podcasts It's All Journalism is producing in partnership with the American Press Institute. I'm your host, Michael O'Connell. Better News offers strategies and case studies to help transform newsrooms. The effort is fueled by API and the Knight Lenfest Local News Transformation Fund. The goal of this podcast series is to highlight some of the useful research API has published as part of its Better News initiative. Back in 2018, the Arizona Republic had a zombie problem. Too many people on their subscription list weren't actively engaged with the paper's content. John Adams is the Senior Director of Storytelling and Innovation at the Arizona Republic, and Leah Rao is the Senior News Editor at the Salem Statesman Journal in Salem, Oregon. They both authored a recent piece for API's Better News Initiative on how the Republic set out to kill the zombies on its subscription list. John and Aaliyah, welcome to Better News. Hi, thanks for having us. Hello. Well, we should probably establish this first. The zombies we're talking about are not the brain-eating variety, correct? They are not. They are probably very smart. They just, for some reason, were choosing not to be part of our living news community. Well, that, that is a bit zombie-like in their lack of consideration for others. So anyway, I think you kind of described who we're going to be talking about, but why is it a bad thing for a news outlet to have zombies on their subscription list? I mean, as you're seeing now, not only banks, but secondary apps are alerting consumers of subscriptions that they don't use as a way to save money. And for us, you know, if you're not using our subscription, that portion of subscribers who don't actually come to the site, which we call zombies, that's where we see the the largest amount of churn. What we had decided to do is we need to address this problem as technology continues to grow and alert people that they're not using their subscription. We don't want Arizona Republic on that list of subscriptions you don't use, you know, because we think we have a valuable product, first of all, but also, you know, we, we want to do everything we can to make sure that we also have a viable business. In the context of our discussion, how do you define churn? People who have signed up for, um, it could be any type of offer that we have for a subscription. And after a certain amount of time, they stop their subscription and stop continuing to come to our site and that kind of stuff. So that would be churn as once a subscriber and then has left the building, basically. And we were seeing about half of our stops were coming from that zombie group. Really? Mm-hmm. So really what you want to do is you know get rid of the, the zombies and have a much more active, engaged community. And before we sort of talk about this, um, you wrote about for the Better News Initiative about the Arizona Republic's anti-zombie initiative. Aaliyah, you're currently at the Salem Statesman Journal. And why don't you each tell me a little bit about yourselves before we get much further in this, you know, sort of your background so people can get to know you. Aaliyah, would you want to start? Sure. I'm in Salem now, but I was at the Arizona Republic Prior to this, so just in the past several months, and I was the local news and politics editor there. So I was kind of coming from it from sort of that editor line, line editor, reporter sort of position. Okay. How about you, John? Yeah, I've been at the uh, Arizona Republic for almost three years now. 
before that, I was at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, where we put in a subscription model and plan and strategy around building digital subscriptions. And then when I moved to Arizona, this was kind of the next progression of steps of it's not enough to get subscriptions now. How do we keep them and keep them going month after month? And so we had to address the churn that we see in, in all of our newsrooms. So. Okay. Well, I think you sort of described and what we've been talking about as to what the problem was. And, you know, the Arizona Republic recognized it had a problem. You know, how did you identify who these people were? What, you know, what data were you looking to, to determine who are your most engaged people, who were your least engaged, and what were the qualities you wanted to sort of seek out through the data to replicate to make a more actively engaged subscriber? So on the data side, what we did was it's not just that we wanted to kill zombies, though no one was hurt in any of the, <laughs> I just have to throw that out there. But we also wanted to, on the flip side, create loyalists. And so we were hitting it at two different sides of things. And so when we looked at the data, we looked at what people were coming to, logged in, you know, what people were coming to, what they were partaking in, in our content. And then on the flip side, you know, we said an, a loyalist was, you know, three to five times visit within a couple of the days, signed up for a newsletter, all these little different things that would describe what a loyalist is. But when we looked at subscribers and their activity for zombies, they weren't coming zero visits in 30 days. And so if you didn't visit the website in a month, you went into the zombie category. And we had some people who pushed back on calling people zombies and everything like that. But in reality, we highly value this group of subscribers because we want to keep them. It's going to cost us less to keep them than go after them and get them back into the fold. And so what we decided to do was look at what zombies went to, the content that they took in in the previous months before they were zombies. And that helped us kind of target a little bit about what their interests were. And so we, we looked at all the data. We have the data for about two years now. It was one of the first things that we started to do when I got here was collect data within, you know, loyalists and zombies. And so once we had that data of what they, what loyalists liked, what zombies liked, we started to really bring that into our daily conversation of, you know, people like Aaliyah, who was a direct contact with the reporters. She had a great hand in being able to kind of shape that coverage area to bring back zombies. And then what we always would talk about is then we evaluated what's working and what's not. And so that's kind of how we got to the data. We've been tracking our data, every story, where we think the audience should be, where the audience actually is for about close to three years now. Cool. Just to clear up something here. It's not so much that you're looking to, you know, when you say you're killing zombies, you're not trying to call the herd here that, you know, these are people who demonstrated at some point that they had interest in your content. 
And then on the other hand, the loyalists are people you know who are engaged and active and you want to keep them around. So it's not a matter of just getting rid of the zombies. It's actually how can we keep the loyalists but also maybe bring these people who showed interest in the past to be more regular readers. Exactly. I mean, we, you know, technically we don't want to kill the zombies. We're going to want to convert them into loyalists. It's just not quite as entertaining to put that <laughs> to your newsroom. It's a little bit, you know, easier to say, here's what our goal is <laughs> to have a little bit of fun with that category of kind of, you know, subscribers. It's an interesting problem because sometimes when people talk about, you know, that I've heard people talk about data in the past where, you know, you find out what, you know, your loyal listeners or readers, you know, like, and, and you sort of create more of that content. But, you know, that's not necessarily the, the strategy here, I guess. No, I think we have to go across the entire funnel. I mean, if we just provided things that our loyal subscribers wanted, we would never get new subscribers who would then eventually become loyal subscribers. So, you know, to continue to be able to build the size of our loyal subscriber categories, we've got to get people either who have already paid and were for some reason not providing anything that interests them or, you know, haven't even come into the funnel yet. And we, you know, haven't subscribed. So, you know, we've got to hit all of those levels. This is just sort of a way, you know, I think a lot of newspapers talk about subscribers and getting people to subscribe. And I think that's one way to look at it, but it sort of ignores these other areas too. And you have to pull them all the way along or you're just, you know, you're not going to get the numbers and the loyal readers that you really want to get in the end. Yeah, there has to be some room to, for growth, and it's got to come from somewhere. And the other interesting thing is that um, earlier, Aliyah alluded to the 50% of people who were stopping for us was coming out of that zombie group. That number did not change. The 50% remains constant. And that was interesting to us. So what we looked at is how can we lower the number of actual zombies by moving them into the categories of getting them back into, you know, that daily habit of reading our content and our site. How could we get those people back in to lower that number, knowing that 50% of those people are going to stop their subscription? And so, you know, what we, we ended up doing was adding not only digital subscriptions, but moving people from that zombie category into other categories, which, you know, in the end, lowered the percentage of, you know, people that we were losing, even though it stayed the same in that group. It was just a smaller group that it was pulling from. We've identified the problem. We decided what we need to do. So what steps did you take to sort of turn things around? Well, I think it started with communication. We were very clear on the strategy and why it mattered to the newsroom. So going to the newsroom and, you know, saying our strategy for this year is to create loyalists. This is what that means. And to kill zombies. This is what that means. So that was kind of the step one. And then step two was getting, you know, kind of that all our editors and coaches on board, like Aaliyah. And then Aaliyah, what are some of the things you did with your group? I know she did a ton of stuff with her reporters that really helped us out. So I think just, you know, as John said, we really narrowed everything down that we did over those 18 months to 
does it accomplish one of those two goals? So, you know, every newsroom has 10 million directives they're getting from above and below. And this really allowed us to focus on, does it do one of these two things? And I think the reporters were able to see consistently, you know, if we're having a conversation about a story, it was, does it meet that goal? Does the story fit with one of those groups? Where in the funnel does it fit? And we did that. We also, I created a weekly zombie award that we did with a trophy and everything that, you know, we would kind of have the newsroom pick who they thought best met those goals for that week. And so we were able to sort of offer weekly examples of here's something that worked to kill zombies and build loyalists. And it wasn't always stories. It was sometimes things like, you know, we have an amazing office manager who one week had a whole lot of calls from angry readers about something and she was able to sort of deal with them, calm them down and get them what they needed. So, you know, she won one week or, you know, we had somebody that had just a really perfect, you know, Twitter thread on, on a story that brought in new people. And so, you know, maybe that person would win. And so just kind of reinforcing here are some examples of how the entire newsroom can kind of work on this one goal and we're all on the same page and all focused. And then I think the other thing was just, you know, sitting down with the reporters every week and looking at the numbers for each of their stories, you know, which stories really hit that goal of pulling in a lot of those zombies or sort of really, you know, resonated with our, our loyalists and kind of finding the trends within that story, what kind of stories were working. So, you know, every beat, every reporter should sort of be working across that funnel and making sure they're hitting all those areas. And maybe there's stories that, you know, we stopped doing for sure, or different formats we sort of added and really just kind of tweaking one-on-one as we went along. And, you know, there's always reporters that, you know, fought and this is just one more initiative and why are we doing this? And I'm just gonna write what I'm gonna write. But I think, you know, the further we got along and people saw, you know, it's really rewarding to see like, look what percentage of people who never read anything and they suddenly read your story. To be able to show that to a reporter, you know, I think that's a lot. You know, it lets them see that people are actually reading and responding to something that they're writing. Yeah, I looked at some of the things in your report, just some changes you did, one of which was you, you actually sort of rethought when you were going to be publishing stories. Can you talk about that and sort of what the thinking that was behind that? You know, when we were doing something like this, we what I want to do is look at everything. What can we do all across the board? to, you know, really get to the point where we're very strategic in everything we do. And one of the things that we had done is we had a lot of postings that were later on in the night, closer towards print deadline. And, you know, we just didn't have that many people on the site at that time. There wasn't that many people on Facebook at that time. What we needed to do was just kind of reevaluate not only our beats, but also the timing of it. And so, you know, we looked at publishing more in the morning, obviously, as people are getting into the office and don't want to work, they want to check the news first. And so we did more strategic things with push alerts. It wasn't just breaking news. We would do a couple stories of the day that we felt would either attract more subscribers and create loyalists or attract zombies. And so we were very strategic in in each area. We looked at what we were posting on Facebook and what people liked there. 
you know, and then also expanded, you know, we opened up what we do on Instagram to find a new audience. And some of that audience that was zombies was younger. And honestly, they just weren't finding our stuff. And so adding Instagram to it and timings with those, you know, we, we looked at everything that we could do to possibly reach loyalists and reach zombies and then tried to adjust as much as we could. You talked about some of the changes that you made and that you, know, that you saw some results from. Are, are there some things that you tried that didn't work? Yeah, I think one of the things we tried was for a while we had a dedicated or, so, or a few dedicated reporters who would do more social stories. And we saw that those kinds of stories, sort of the interesting people, interesting things that happen in your community sort of stories resonated really well with this zombie group. But it didn't work to have one reporter or two reporters whose only job was to search social media and things happening online to find these stories and write them. They just aren't naturally found that way. You know, you kind of get one occasionally, but to do it consistently was really difficult. And so we found that it worked much better to have every reporter responsible for participating in this. So looking around on their beats as they see things come up to find those, you know, gems of little stories that that might resonate with this group. It just, it wasn't possible to have somebody whose only beat was to find, you know, zombie stories. Yeah, and we just didn't want to bastardize that process either and just say, you know, you do real journalism over here and then you just do the social stories to find, you know, I think that's part of a reporter's beat when you're talking about the funnel you need to be a good reporter is looking at every area of the funnel and, you know, saying, what can I do to bring in new audience? How can I tell the story differently? Is this a different story that I've told in the past? And then, you know, all the way down, how do I move them from, you know, a new visitor to kind of prospect of where they're coming a little bit more And then, you know, what's my story for subscribers? And then we broke that into what's my story for loyalists and what's my story for zombies. And, you know, for a lot of reporters, they have that thought of, oh, yeah, that's a good story. But they never really, you know, had the permission or desire to write that. And and we kind of gave them permission to do that and then showed them the results of what the bottom line is we don't want our reporters working on, you know, their personal journals. We want them to work on the news and tell the stories of the community that people read. And so giving them the permission to tell some of those stories that they wouldn't tell in the past has also helped in, you know, kind of giving them some confidence to, hey, I'm trying something new. It may work. It may not work. We don't know until we, you know, crunch the numbers and what worked in the past might work now in the future with a different crew and a different time period. So we really try to give as much freedom to tell those stories and then follow up afterwards to to give them accountability and to show, hey, this is working. Hey, this really isn't working. Why don't you just drop that and try something new? And so, I mean, that was such a benefit to, I think, our reporters to have that freedom to kind of push the boundaries a little bit. And some of them really did. And, 
And some of them, it took a little bit of time. And we all know that some of them will never get there. You know, we were excited. And the other thing we did is tried to celebrate as much wins as possible. There's times that the newsroom can be a very miserable place and down place. And we tried to do everything we can to celebrate those wins and really communicate with our people that, hey, look, this is working. This is why we're doing it. This is working. And, and you're a part of it. And this is how you're a part of it. So is there anything about this whole uh, process that surprised you? I think it surprised me to find out what resonated with this zombie group. I think initially when I started looking at this, I assumed, okay, you know, they're not reading us. So are they the readers that only want the clickbait stories or the really, you know, grisly crime stories that, you know, all those really sort of top of the funnel, high readership, crazy, sensational, you know, cute puppies and dead people sorts of things. And we didn't find that. I think we found that it was really the human interest stories and sort of the, you know, we used to call them brights, I guess, once upon a time, you know, they still have a news hook. There's still a strong news angle to them, but maybe they're about a compelling person in the community or a compelling thing that's happening or, or just something really unique about the community. And people wanted to read more of those. And they not only often would resonate with the zombies, but they would also resonate maybe with the loyal readers. But it was something that, you know, they were a little bit meatier, I guess, than I thought they might be to sort of bring that audience back. And I would agree with that. That was one of the things that was great is to see that, you know, everybody's like, oh, you got to do a social story or, you know, they all think of the, you know, man saves other man choking on hot dog. And then a suit, you know, these weird stories that you read it and you're just like, oh, man, people are weird and you move on. And that wasn't the case. They really did draw, you know, stories that had meaning in the community. And it came back to what we've been preaching for a long time is that quality is what brings in subscribers and quality is what keeps subscribers. And so, you know, when we do quality work that really connects with our audience, we gain lifetime loyalists. That was also one of the selling points is that we're not asking you to dumb down what you do. We're asking you to think of the audience and what they want to hear. Write them the story with your expertise. That's why it's so important to have somebody who is a beat reporter. They can give context to some of these, you know, outlandish stories and really kind of focus it in a way and focus our readers in a way that they're wanting. And so that was one of the surprise. Also, you know, it wasn't a surprise how many journalists had issues with, do we really want to kill zombies? We want to bring them into, and I was like, okay, semantics way, you know, you know how journalists are. So uh, I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was surprised at that. So is there anything, anything that you would do differently, you think? A thousand things. <laughs> No, honestly, there's nothing that we would, I mean, obviously there's always some things that you would, but you know, everything that we try to do is we try to learn from even some of the things that didn't work. And granted, we also got hit at the tail end of it with COVID. 
And so that kind of changed some numbers as we kept on going, but those numbers aren't going to stay changed. You continually have to work at it. And, you know, right now we're seeing, I think across the country, kind of a just a getting tired of the news cycle. I mean, it's been so, so intense over the past year with COVID, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, and, you know, the election and, and everything, coronavirus, all that stuff coming together, that those numbers changed a little bit, but they will go back. And we have to continue to be vigilant on doing everything we can to really serve our audience, whether they're loyalists, new prospects, or zombies. And that's really what the commitment is to that we learned from our mistakes and we're going to continue into the future because we have to. And so, you know, in, in a year, we'll probably have a whole new set of mistakes that we learned from working towards, you know, doing better for our local communities. How is the newsroom different than it was two years ago before you started this? Can you look around and you, can you see change? I can't. I think in a couple of ways, you know, I think one in the kinds of stories we think about writing and that each reporter thinks about writing, sort of like we mentioned. But I think also, you know, one thing we didn't mention is we allowed ourselves a lot more flexibility with, with beats even too. You know, I think we, we allowed ourselves to pivot when we saw something that was happening that really was resonating really strongly with that zombie group. We tried to pivot as much as we could. So we added during the elections, we added a sort of a quick breaking news sort of reporter to help with our more investigative, you know, politics reporters. And as COVID started, we pivoted a reporter to stop covering something else and instead just do those daily number COVID stories that were really so important to readers and, and still are. But we were able to kind of pivot beats almost. And, and in the past, I think we've been really, all newsrooms have been really reluctant to sort of change beats on a dime and move reporters around. And maybe it was only for two months you would do this and then you would go back. And I think that allowed us to do that in a way that we really benefited from. And I hope we continue to do in the future as we see those, those things pop up. What advice would you give to other news outlets who have a zombie problem? I think one thing is, you know, we were really lucky in the metrics we were able to access and not all newspapers are. So don't, you know, don't wait around for somebody to eventually come up with a way to get you granular data on zombies, you know, look for stories that are resonating with both subscribers and have really high page views. And that'll probably tell you that's a really good zombie story, you know, just start looking at those kinds of trends and moving towards those stories. But I think, you know, key is just a flexibility. I think we are very traditional in our journalism, in our journalists, in our roles. And I think we just, we have to be willing to sort of change that and refocus on not what we would read as journalists, but what our readers want to read. And the other thing I would say is like, when I got to Phoenix, I didn't know what we were going to do with all this tracking data. I just know I wanted it. And so, you know, we came up with a plan to kind of track all this stuff. and then. After that, once we started looking at it, we came up with a plan of, you know, how to address this stuff, all these numbers. 
you know, and we looked at the data and we said, okay, we need to do more for the top of the funnel and bring in new audience and get new subscriptions. And we did that. And then we saw the zombie issue. And what I would do, you know, is I would go, the numbers that I would say every news organization should have and probably does have is the churn number. How many subscribers are we losing every month? If they don't know that, put your resume out. The other part is once you have that number, you can track that number and just be like, okay, how are we addressing our churn issue? Is this number going up? Is it staying the same? Are we seeing the same people stopping each month? And really focus in on that number until you have something else to draw off of. And then, you know, realize that content is king, you know, so what are we doing to give quality content at every, every level of the funnel? And then really honing in on that valuable portion of subscribers. How are we getting people to subscribe and how are we keeping them from leaving the building. And so how are we, you know, stretching out that long hallway from the front door to the back door? Once you kind of have that, I would say, you know, just try new things, try new beats, try new stories, try new storytelling, try putting stuff behind a paywall if you have a paywall that you wouldn't have before. All those things are necessary in this process of addressing digital subscriptions, churn, zombies, loyalists, everything that we do. It's no longer you write a story, it gets on the front page and, hey, I've, I've done my work. I got an A1 story. Everybody that gets a paper is going to read that. I have this good feeling in my stomach. We actually have data now to look at and to make educated decisions on. And then the last part is a little bit of strength in the leadership portion to actually make those changes. You know, it's very difficult to change a beat that somebody has worked on for, you know, 20 some years. In Milwaukee, we had a business reporter who had worked his beat for 40 some years. When we asked him to change his beat a little bit, he 100% jumped in and, and we were able to show him the numbers and it, it really changed that portion of, you know, he's like, oh, I want audience to read my stuff. I want to look at this stuff. This is not just a newsroom strategy. This is a business strategy. And he saw all of that come together and it kind of changed how he did his job. And so it is possible but it does take some leadership um, that's saying, hey, we have to address this. And that was day one. We came in and said to our newsroom, we have to address this. This is a, a newsroom concern. It's a business concern. The more we can talk about business in our newsroom and our business specifically, and the more our reporters know the strategy behind where we're, we're trying to make a viable business out of this the more they're going to jump on and see their part in it and, you know, help the greater good at the end of the day. 
I've been talking to two zombie killers, zombie converters, maybe that's a better way to put it, John Adams of the Arizona Republic and Aliyah Rao of the Salem Statesman Journal about the Republic's zombie killing strategy. John and Aliyah, thanks for being on Better News. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Better News, a co-production of the American Press Institute and It's All Journalism. API's Better News Initiative offers strategies and case studies to help transform newsrooms. You can find out more about the Better News Initiative and this podcast at betternews.org.